Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is John Van Lunen, and you are listening to Treasures of the Outer Banks, the podcast that celebrates the people and places that make this beach special. This is episode 44, and I sat down with Greg Smirtle. If you're out and about on the Outer Banks, you've probably experienced either Greg or one of his companies. He is the owner of Radio Free Outer Banks, a streaming radio station. He's authored 11 books, which you can purchase at local bookstores on the Outer Banks. He operates the Laughing Seagull Comedy Club, which offers pop-up comedy shows at various venues around town. He also organizes trivia night at various night spots in the area. And finally, during the summer, he owns and operates Manio Walking Tours through downtown historic Manio. Those are just the headlines. Stick around so you can hear the whole story. Let's get started. So 2002 Best Radio Station on the Beach, 2022 Best On-Air Radio Personality, 2022 and 2019 Best Local Author on the Beach, and 2022, and my favorite, Outer Banks Most Colorful Character. How did I not get a vote for that? I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed. Where, where do I, what did your resume look like to the, the that you got that mention right there. I have no idea. <laughs> is that is that like my intro or is that my eulogy that they'll one day <laughs> use? And, and that's a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Greg, thanks for coming out on the show today. Yeah. How and when did you find yourself on the Outer Banks? Well, I initially moved back. Uh, I moved down here back in 1984. Wow. I was working for a radio station in the islands of Lake Erie and uh, got snowed in for three days once. And we were, there was two other people at the radio station at the time, and we were literally fighting the mice for whatever crumbs we could find. I actually had to break into the vending machine to eat no uh, way. for those three days that we were snowed in. And uh, so I said, that's enough. Sent my audition tape to WOBR and Wan Chi's Beach 95, and they hired me, and I said adios to... To, uh, <laughs> to beautiful Lake Erie. To beautiful Lake Erie. And that, now, Bonnie and I, we, we spend time in Buffalo, so we are okay. very familiar with Lake Erie. Yeah, so, yes, as because as, I'm a Cleveland kid, that's okay. where I was born and raised. One of the eight places in the world that has this phenomenon called uh, the, the Lake Effect Snow. Yeah. So, yes. <laughs> what about the Lake Effect Fire in Cleveland? Is that a thing still? The Lake Effect Fire. Oh, the fire. The, the, when, when the lake the sets on caught, fire. <laughs> yeah, the river caught on fire. I think it's actually, but here's the thing. So it caught on fire, I think it was in 69. Okay. And that's what uh, Johnny Carson and everybody was making jokes about Cleveland. But that was actually the 14th time it caught on fire. Really? Yeah. So, <laughs> it yeah. took 14 times to get everybody's attention. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, brutal. So, and I'm sorry, was that 1984 you came down here? 84, yeah. And then I was down here for uh, a number of years. And uh, I was on the air one day at Beach 95. And uh, a, a guy that was on his, uh, he was down here for his wedding. Uh, had a radio station in Columbus, heard me on the air, offered me a job. I had a daughter already and I had a son that was on its way. And he offered me like three times the amount of money and was like, I don't want to leave, but right. I got to leave. <laughs> so, so I ended up leaving for a while and then came back again in 2020. Okay. Yeah. Really? You've only been here back for four years. Four years on this thing. You, yeah. You've, you've, yeah. you've left quite an impression in four years because well, you've just hit the ground. Bad. Right. It's like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I see your name everywhere I go. You're, you're doing what seems like a thousand things. You must have a twin brother that runs around and, and does half the work for you. That would be nice. I have a brother lives that lives down here. He's in Kitty Hawk, but He's no help. <laughs> <laughs> and 
So let's see. I, all over your bio, it has entertainer type uh, positions and stuff. Uh, is that just in your DNA? How that all happen? Yeah, I don't know the answer to that, John. I really don't. Um, I remember growing up, my dad had this uh, record. It was the Button Down Mind of Mob Newhart, and I just wore the grooves out of that record. Yeah. And it never occurred to me that you know comedy or, or anything like that was a thing you could actually do. Yeah. And I also remember when, uh, this again, being a Cleveland kid, the Cleveland Press would come out and you would have the TV Guide on Friday. And I would go through the week and I would circle whatever comedians were on The Tonight Show and I would make sure I was right. able to stay up and watch it. And uh, But it never occurred to me that was something you can do. Well, I've got uh, an uncle who was in radio uh, in Cleveland and uh, I lived, I grew up on the east side, went to school, high school on the west side. It was an all boys Catholic high school. So I had to pass through downtown every day. And my uncle's radio station was in downtown. So after school, I would stop at the radio station, wow. sit in with the guy that was doing the afternoon drive program. And it just kind of got in my blood. So when I went to Ohio State, I went for radio TV. And again, not knowing that comedy was a thing, right. but I was incorporating some comedy into my morning show. Um, now, back up for a second. When, yeah. you, when you were a kid, was he letting you do anything, or were you just sitting in the corner watching? No, I was in the corner watching. The guy that was on the air at the time, his name was Tim the Birdman. Uh, Tim the Tim Bird the Birdman was his name, the afternoon guy on WGCL, which is now WNCX in Cleveland. Uh, a number of years later, I happened to turn on VH1, and... Tim Bird was one of the actual uh, initial VJs on really? VH1. Wow. So he would just like say stuff to me like, all right, when I say this, I want you to clap or you want you to do this. And <laughs> so I wasn't really doing anything right. other than just sitting in the studio and just watching yeah. for the most part. But it, it was enough to get me hooked. And Very cool. And yeah. Very cool. So, and so, so you went to uh, Ohio State, did you say? Ohio State. Yep. OH. <laughs> You're supposed to say I.O. Okay. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll teach you. Okay. <laughs> I'm new around here. Um, and, and so you, you, you get a degree in that, and then you just come out guns got blazing. A, got a job at that radio station in the islands of Lake Erie, and yeah. No, explain to me, what is that really? The islands of Lake Erie? Yeah. Well, uh, there's uh, several islands. It's uh, west of Cleveland, east of Toledo. Okay. Um, so there's like, uh, I lived in Catawba Island. Uh, the radio station was in Port Clinton, but there's Middle Bass Island. Uh, uh, All pretty rural. Was it pretty Kelly's rural? Island. It's, it's not really rural. It's okay. like a big party town. Okay. So it'd be like going from here to Ocracoke. Right. If you lived on the north coast of Ohio, going to one of those islands would be like going to Ocracoke. Okay. I think I get you now. Yeah. All right. So you come back to the Outer Banks and you're doing all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you jump right back into the radio and you have your streaming radio station. Right. Tell, tell us a little bit about the streaming radio station. Yet. Well, here's the thing. I never planned on doing that. I, I didn't. I actually uh, talked to the two radio station groups down here. I wanted to come back to the Outer Banks. I wanted to get back into radio, which is what I was doing the first time I was here. And either they didn't like me or they didn't have room for me, but I didn't get hired by either of the two groups. So I said, well, I'll show them. I'll put on my own radio show okay. or put, put, put on my own radio station. And that's what I did. I teamed up with a couple of people. Right. Um, we called it Radio Free Outer Banks, and we'll be four years old on March the 16th. Very so, cool. Yeah. And is that constantly, um, is there a show constantly running 24-7? Yeah, there is. Uh, I do mornings from 7 until 11, and then I come back and do afternoons from 4 till 6. We also have, John Harper does a show. John invented radio on the Outer Banks. <laughs> That's what I always 
right. tell people. Uh, my uncle, who had the initial radio thing back in Cleveland, okay. he lives in Los Angeles. He moved out there to program four different radio stations in L.A. He's got some shows on my radio Is station. That right? The Uncle Ricky Retro Show. Okay. He's got the cocktail mix on Fridays. And, he's and he just records that out in California. He does. He records it in California and then just drops it to the, to the radio station. Very and, cool. And uh, we've got Percy Abel, who's a singer-songwriter out of Lynchburg, has written quite a few songs about the Outer Banks. He's got a show. Nice. Um, another guy, Sonny Vance. We've got Kirk Bogus's classic album, Deep Dive. So, yeah, we've got all kinds of different things on the and, radio And each station. guest kind of shows up with their own genre, so to speak? Uh, pretty much, yeah, yeah. You I don't mean, tell them what to play? I do not, no. I, it's their show. It's their show. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I cringe. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I'm like, why didn't I think of that, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, for the most part, we are Coastal Americana, which is just a fancy way of saying trop rock, right? Jimmy Buffett, sure. Bob Marley, that kind of stuff. But when we have the specialty shows, like we'll go back to John Harper because I, 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 I learned everything about radio from John Harper. Wow. He was my boss 40 years ago wow. at Beach 95. Uh, and to this day, we're still friends. As a matter of fact, as soon as we finish doing this, I'm meeting John for coffee, which right. we do three or four times a week. Cool. Um, he's got his flashback show. And this week, for an example, and I know this won't air before it, but uh, 1978 is the year that he'll feature on his show, John Harper's Flashback at 11. And uh, he just features the music from that particular year. Tell us what happened in the world, what happened in sports, what happened here locally on the Outer Banks, and plays that music as right. well. So, yeah, so we have different little specialty programming within that Coastal Americana framework, I guess. Nice, nice. Um, where, where can people find your uh, outer, what is it called? Outer, Radio Free Outer Banks. Radio Free Outer Banks. Yeah, online you can find it at RadioFreeOuterBanks.com. You can listen to it on your computer, that kind of thing. Uh, you can go to your Alexa and say, Alexa, play Radio Free Outer Banks. There it is right there. Is it going to play She's it? Going to talk? Radio Free Americana from TuneIn. No, you didn't hear me right. It's Radio Free Outer Banks on Alexa. <laughs> Alexa, stop. <laughs> uh, we also have free uh, uh, phone apps. Uh, just go to your marketplace for the for your apps on your phone, and just uh, it's Radio Free OBX there. Okay, nice. So, so you can listen to uh, Outer Banks music wherever you go. Just yeah. listen to it on Take your smartphone. Take it with you. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so let's see, uh, moving on, authorship, you, you've written 11 books. And when I saw that yesterday, I kind of knew you had a, a couple of books out there, like the Andy Griffith book, but yeah. I had no idea it was 11 books. That's pretty impressive. Are you just constantly jamming stuff out? Um, <laughs> yes and no. Okay. Um, so I, so the first book here, Hurricane Izzy, an OBX story, that took me 20 years to write. Yeah. Uh, because I didn't know how to write a book. I just plain didn't know it. And I was reading all of these books on how to write books. How, and all yeah. it did was just confuse me. Right. Because you're, 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 you're trying to write a book with your right brain, the creative side, right? But I'm trying to do it. All these books are telling you to left brain, analytical. you got to have the story uh, arc. you got to antagonist, protagonist, that kind of right. thing. And it just confused me. So one day I just said, the heck with all of what these books tell me. Right. I'm just going to sit down and write a book. And, that, and the result of that was Hurricane Izzy. And once I did that, it kind of opened the floodgates. Okay, now I know what I'm doing, maybe. But at least I know how I'm doing it for me. 
And so I, I, my next book then was uh, Home Sweet Outer Banks Home with a question mark at the end, which is as close to an autobiography as I'm ever going to write. Yeah. Um, did that, uh, got thousands of emails from people asking me whatever happened to the family. So then I did the uh, Home Sweet Outer Banks Home, the story continues, uh, Blackbeard's Outer Banks Treasure. And then once I got there, I, I, I did a couple of writing classes um, down here on the Outer Banks, free writing classes. Mm -hmm. And as a result of that, I came up with this little how-to book called uh, A Novel Idea, writing, uh, Fiction Writing Made Easy. Nice. And it's not a big, complicated book. As a matter of fact, it's, uh, you know, it's just a simple little guide on how it worked for me. Maybe it can work for you as right. well. So it was not anything that I ever planned on doing uh, as a thing, right? Uh, I, I did Hurricane Izzy, and then I went to... Uh, the writing workshop that the uh, Dare Arts puts on as part of the uh, Veterans Writing Workshop okay. every year in November. I met a guy by the name of Joseph L.S. Terrell. And uh, Joseph had written quite a few books. And as a matter of fact, I think he had seven uh, or eight at the time. And I thought to myself, man, seven or eight books. That's just like, that's like, it's, it's impossible <laughs> to do. Yeah. And then he just kind of took me under his wing, and I, I, I owe the world to Joseph Terrell in terms of, of, of writing. And um, I'm sorry, did you say he was a local guy? He is. He passed away, I think it was two uh, years ago this month, maybe. Right. But uh, he's got a whole series of mystery books based on the Outer Banks. Harrison Weaver is the character. He's got a ton of books. Right? Mary Allen yeah. William, Mary yeah. Ann, oh gosh, I forget the name of the second heroine in the second series, but... Um, yeah, he took me under his wing and I owe everything to Joseph Terrell, just as I owe everything to John for radio. So. Right, right. And do, as, a, as an author, are you always looking for the next idea? Do you have things in the hopper? You, yeah, you know? see, that's the unfortunate thing is that <laughs> I have, I, I, you know, these books that I've written, I've done them one at a time. And now <clears throat> I have actually six books in the work all at the same time. And that has just kind of brought me to a complete stop. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to have to sit down because I haven't put out a book in two years now. And I'm, and I'm tired of people asking me when the next book <laughs> is coming out. Um, so I'm just going to have to come to a complete stop on six of them yeah. and finish one and then go to the next and the next and right. the next. So, yeah, Funny. it was too much to, to try to do. So stand up comedy. And yeah. this, this is kind of a personal favorite for me. I love stand up yeah. comedy. So I'm kind of interested in what you have to say. How did you get into stand up comedy? Uh, by accident, just like everything else I've done in my life, I guess. Um, you know, I was doing, again, listening to the Bob Newhart records. Yeah. Um, and, and I used to love, I think it was in the late 70s, maybe early 80s, uh, A&E's Evening at the Improv. Well, the guy that was the talent coordinator for A&E's Evening at the Improv and the manager of the improv in both New York and Los Angeles, his name is Dave Schwenson. Dave was originally from the Cleveland area. His dad became sick, so he moved back to Cleveland to take care of his dad and started doing stand-up uh, workshops at the Cleveland cool. uh, Improv. And so I, you know, I was doing like the the, the uh, comedy bits in my radio shows, and and I thought, well, it's 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 a fun three Saturdays. So let's let's just go do it. Sure. And so I did it, and like again, it, it, it just bit me, and it's just like now I do it constantly. Right. So, 
You do it constantly, so are you always working on new bits? I am, yeah. Uh, you know, because I'm so spread out doing other things, I don't get to spend as much time doing any one thing anymore like yeah. I used to. Uh, but me and my business partner, Amy Hill, who you might know from yeah. Bus 252, and now she's got the and I coach, OBX I Buzz. I her son in lacrosse. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. Cooper. Cooper, so. yeah. He's like... What is he? Sixteen and is about seven five. He's, he's a big, strong he's a kid. kid. <laughs> yeah, he can move. Yeah, yeah. So she's my business partner in the uh, Outer Banks or the Laughing Gall Comedy Club. We had we've had a comedy club here on the Outer Banks now for a couple of years. And then um, how did you organize that? Uh, well, when I was in Ohio, I partnered up with another friend of mine, Eric uh, Thompson, and we had the Warren Comedy Club. We had two different locations of the Warren Comedy Club. So I just kind of brought that down to the Outer Banks, that teamed up with model. Amy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we do a lot of sta uh, pop-up shows. You know, right. we, we did have a, an actual location at the Sandtrap Tavern last year. Year before that, we were at Theater of Dare. Um, and then we also did some pop-up shows at other places, New Vines and Manio. And we brought two stand-up comedy shows to the Pioneer Theater in Manio. Uh, right. 105 years that place has been in existence, the Pioneer Theater, and we did the very first stand-up comedy show there. Nice. And it was great. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, they, I haven't been inside, yeah. uh, but it looks like they're doing Beautiful. a great job of promoting Beautiful. all kinds of yeah. uh, entertainment. Yeah, which is absolutely. Great. And, and yeah, so you don't, there's not necessarily a comedy club, uh, physical not structure. Not a physical building, right. On this beach, but you, you kind of have the uh, nomadic... Uh, comedy club moving mm -hmm. around town, mm -hmm. and and are you still doing um, some bits, or are you just yeah? The no, organizer? I perform. I do. I perform at the club. Uh, sometimes it's just the MC. Sometimes I'll be the featured act. Uh, I still do uh, clubs around the country. As a really? matter of fact, in March I'll be at Kazi's Comedy Club in Newport News for a weekend. And wow. uh, so yeah, and I've got a, a. Have you done a lot of that traveling stuff? I have. Okay. Not not so much once I moved. I knew that once I moved to the Outer Banks, that was going to pretty much come to an end. Okay. Because it's just too difficult to travel from here to other places. Right. right. But when I was in Cleveland, you know, it's real easy to get to. Just about anywhere. Anywhere, yeah. Huh. Okay. And and was that a hard lifestyle? Was it a fun lifestyle? Uh, both. <laughs> I mean, it was, you know, when you're on stage, there's just, there's just nothing like it. It's right. just, you know, it's just an amazing experience, both good and bad. There's nothing worse than being two minutes into a 30 minute set, knowing that the people just hate you, yeah. <laughs> you know, just hate you. <laughs> right. Um, but then again, if they're on your side, it's like incredible, you know? Right. So the, on the stage part was just, it's just amazing. I love it, but it's just getting to and from that right. I didn't care for. The yeah. yeah, just the matter of fact, we're talking job. about Buffalo. We did a show in uh, or Owensburg or something like that, New York. You can see Canada from where it's at. Okay, and uh, we left Cleveland at nine in the morning. They we got just to about Buffalo. They closed the New York Thruway. Oh, geez. So we had to take like all these secondary roads right. to like Syracuse and shoot up. Okay, and it was the only <laughs> almost the only time I've missed a gig. But yeah, so that part of it's not fun. Yeah, one of my favorite jobs. Ogdensburg, that's what it was. I'm what sorry. was it called? Ogdensburg. Ogdensburg. Yeah. Sounds like it might be near Watertown. Watertown, I think, yeah, is just north of Syracuse and right by the Canadian border. But um, one of my favorite jobs that I had was I was a bartender mm -hmm. at a hotel in Charlottesville, Virginia. Okay. And every Thursday night was comedy night. Oh, and wow. And they brought yeah. in, I think, two com comedians. Okay. And uh, I just 
get to sit there yeah. make some drinks and listen to comedy yeah. all night long which yeah. was great yeah um here's the thing about comedy though here's the thing that always i don't get it but it's like people will say oh we went to a comedy show last week who'd you see I don't remember his name, but he does this joke about, right. you know, and that's the way it is with everybody I talk to. It's like, who was the, I don't know, but right. Yeah. But right. when you go to see a concert, who was it? Oh yeah. I saw, you know, right. whoever. Yeah. Right. You'd have to be, uh, you'd have to have quite a following to have that name recognition. But even still, you right. know, even still, it was crazy. Like Nate Bargatze is one of the biggest acts out there right now. He's hot. He, and he's still, you mention the name, people don't know who he is. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you got the show going, um, and are you doing all the recruiting for these comedians coming into town? Mm -hmm. yep. do, yeah. Do you, do you know some of them, or do you just? I know use... most of them. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know most of them. And, and that's from being in the business, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like I have my own personal Rolodex for right. that kind of thing, right? Amy took care of like the business side of it, the tickets, the promotions, the marketing. It was my job on uh, in the comedy club to book the comedians and make sure that they had a place to stay and, you know, got every, cool. whatever they needed taken care of. Cool. And are, are, are your comedy shows in demand? Like are places all up and down the beach, like asking you to have a comedy show at their place? Um, it depends on the season, right? I right. mean, you know, we don't do the comedy shows necessarily in the off season. Uh, we do it more in season. So a lot of places are a little bit, more restrictive in what they can allow to have. They're already busy. They don't yeah. need me to bring in people exactly. for a comedy show because they're already busy. So that's why we, you know, we did Sandtrap Tavern last year, but we also did the Theater of Dare last year. Where's um, the Theater of Dare? It's right here at Kitty Hawk Light. Uh, used to be called Paparazzi's, I think. Oh, right, right, right. right. Yeah. Uh, so it's right in the corner there. It's uh, yeah, across from the post office. More yeah, nice. exactly. Right, okay. right. So, you know, they didn't have in the summer quite the demand for their space so that's why we did it there okay but the problem is it's so cavernous it's you know, is that right it's a lot hard, of hard to fill up yeah gotcha yeah. yeah and so how if we wanted to catch the next show or a show mm -hmm. how, how would we find that uh facebook mostly uh we have a facebook page laughing golf comedy club we don't have anything scheduled just yet but we're looking at uh i think in march will be the next show only because of the fact that uh, I mentioned I'll be at Kazi's Comedy Club in March. The headlining comedian at Kazi's is Bill Baranke. Um, he used to be a sportscaster in Channel 5 in Cleveland. He's been all over the country. Right now, he's in Hawaii performing as we speak. Nice. As a matter of fact, he called me this morning to let me know it's a degrees. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> But so he's going to be there Friday, Saturday, so we'll probably bring him to the Outer Banks Thursday. So we'll give him an extra day on his run so he can do Thursday and Friday, Saturday up there. Nice. So I think it's March 5th, maybe. I think that's the date, whatever that Thursday is. Nice. Right around spring break for some yeah, people, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, good to know. Uh, let's see. Let's let's bump down to Trivia Host. Oh, okay. And this this is something that's actively ongoing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Six nights a week. Wow. And, and on some days, multiple, multiple locations. You have a team of trivia MCs. Um, I do. Yeah, it used to be just me, and now uh, I've got Amy Hill, my partner in the comedy club. She's one of the hosts, and we just recently picked up off the waiver wire uh, Jody O'Donnell right. from Beach One Hundred Four. I've seen so, him uh, chiming yeah. in on Facebook, uh, yeah. helping promote the shows around yeah. town. Very cool. So the three of us are, are covering. I think it's maybe. 
13 or 14 different places across the Outer Banks. Nice. Every week, yeah. Um, and who, who is who is coming up with the trivia? Who sits Me. down and... You're, you're the trivia guy. Yeah, I'm the trivia guy. So I come up with all the questions and then I forward it to Amy and Jody so they have it at night. How, so how, many, if you how are, many questions a night or it's for 20, Jody? It's 20, 20, 20, questions. 20 questions per game. Okay. Let me just say this. If anyone's playing with Jody or Amy and you disagree with an answer, don't bitch to them. Bitch to me. <laughs> Here's the complaint department right yeah, here. Yeah, right. Uh, Okay. And how do you come up with these? Are you on Google or are you just... Uh... I, that's, I get them from everywhere. It's kind of... Everywhere. Secret, it? Yeah. It's like when somebody tells me... Because I get a lot of people, you know, in addition to, oh, I got a joke for you. It's like, oh, I got a question for you. And, uh, and I'll jot it down and I'll make sure... I'll look it up, make sure it is right. And then I get a lot that way. People are always giving me trivia questions. Or if I'm just watching TV or something. Oh, I can ask this question. Or, you know, if I'm, I, I do a lot of reading. So I, if I'm reading something, I can pick up a question out of that. So right. it's uh, okay. everywhere. Yeah. And then I've got some trivia books that I've written that, I've, uh, that are past games. And I'll go back into those and, and use those too. Is that right? Excellent. And, and if we want to find the next trivia night, uh, how would we find the next trivia night? Uh, Facebook, Greg Smirdell's Outer Banks Trivia. That's a Facebook group that I've started. And... Uh, we post the week schedule there. Usually every Sunday night, I'll post the next week's schedule. And then what I like to do is have fun too. And it's like, I'll, I'll also post the most ridiculous answer of the night. Stuff like <laughs> Just that. Just to humiliate that yeah, one yeah, person. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and uh, what, what's usually, is there a prize for the winning? Yeah. Has, and, and, I'm sorry, let's back up. Yeah. How, is, how is Trivia Night set up? How does it work? And okay. know, well, take, take me through that. Yeah, so the games are free. Everywhere we do it, the games are free. And the prizes uh, vary from place to place to place, but most of them will have a first, second, and third place prize. Um, so it's just, it's, it's not a game where it's on the TV screens because I purposely have designed it to where we can go to the tables and interact with the tables. Right. Um, so me, if the, I use my trivia nights basically as an open mic to test out some of my material before I actually take it to the stage. Gotcha. Um, so we try to make it as interactive as possible. Right. We're constantly co mocking teams. I know that sounds horrible, but the, the, the thing that people seem to like the most is when you mock them. Right. So we do a lot of that. Uh, but it's in a friendly, good-natured way. And sure. everybody's part of the show. And, you know, sometimes the audience will turn on me. And, you know, right. But it's it's great. It's it's just a lot of fun. It's, and, it's and like it's, that. Who's hosting Family Feud right now? Is I'm the, not sure. He, is it Steve Harvey? Yeah. yeah. He, and he gives you that look From like... From Cleveland, by the way. Is that right? Yeah. He gives you that look like, that's the stupidest answer I've yeah. ever heard. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you just laugh. Yeah. 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 And I'll let him know sometimes. <laughs> hey, this makes it to the dumb answer of the week. <laughs> we have a nominee. Yeah. Excellent. So so they have prizes. Mm -hmm. Um how, are the teams like just by table? Does does it really matter how it's big the table is? whoever signs up. Yeah, whoever signs up, you can have a team as, as as few as one. You can have a team as many as ten. So a lot of these teams will come week after week after week to the same location. Yeah. I've got one guy, uh, Brian Smith. I love this guy. He's eighty nine years old. Lives in Point Harbor. He plays Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. He follows me from place to place to yeah. place. And I've got other teams that follow me from place to place too which you know i gotta make sure the questions are different each time right. they show up. <laughs> pressure's but, on yeah yeah but uh yeah so it's just it's just a group of friends 
Uh, we have a team in, in, uh, at New Vines and Manio, which we just did last night, which is Thursday night. Uh, their team is, I don't know, and it's just people that all live on the same street in the same neighborhood. Cool. And this is their once a week get together. That's awesome. So, yeah. And then my mother plays with her friends at New Vines and Manio. Does, does she usually heckle you? Man, I'll tell you what, there is nothing worse than getting heckled by an 82-year-old woman. <laughs> Mom, yeah. don't make me send you home. <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's great. And what, what kind of prizes do you hand out? It's uh, money off their bill, typically. Okay. Um, free so, drinks or free pizza or whatever. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's uh, $20 off your, your final tab or, or whatever it is. And uh, um, so, you know, it's like when we, before we start the game, we've got trivia starting here in about 15 minutes if you want to potentially win some money off your bill, sign up. If you want to sit here and watch and pay full price, that's fine too. So, you know. And how long does the contest usually last? It's It depends on how many teams and, and how big the teams and how easy or difficult the game is. But typically it's about an hour and a half. Okay. Yeah. And are you going from table to table or is it first person raises their hand? No, I, they, they write down their answers. Okay. Yeah, so it's a written kind of a test. And I go pick up those answers Do, after you make every question. Do you their phones? Yes, yes. And, and, and again, most of the people that, that play with me have been with me for so long, I don't even have to worry about right. people cheating. And trust me, the teams will let me know if there's another team looking at the phone. <laughs> trust me on that. That's funny. Yeah. All right. So um, uh, I've, actually, I've actually read about this as a side hustle. Mm -hmm. um, and... I guess the big the big selling point if if you were to create a business like this and I don't I hate to I don't want to show people what's behind the curtain but you go up to a restaurant and say I can make people stick around longer eat more food drink more drinks and I'll just entertain and I'll just yeah you just pay me whatever or something like that I mean, yeah is that is that kind of working out true for you uh, for the most part yeah I, I did it as a flat fee for the first couple of years and now it's kind of a sliding scale depending on how many teams are playing. Right. Because, you know, the more teams playing, the more, uh, uh, you know, the tabs. And yeah, the, the, the slips and all the materials, pencils, oh, right. there's more of a cost in that. So, you know, the bar is making more money. So it's only right. fair that I bring in a little bit extra, too. So we do have a sliding scale depending on, on the number of teams. But for the most part, we have a question built in that that question by itself will pay me for the night. How's that? We're not going to look behind the curtain. We're just because okay. <laughs> you talked about a side hustle, and don't make me have my employee Guido come out and start cracking some kneecaps. That's right. All right, all right. I'll shut up. No, no. It's uh, we we do things that we give away bonus points at halftime. Okay. So each team member that either buys a shot, a beer, a glass of wine, a mixed drink, or a dessert for those that don't drink, um, they get extra three extra bonus points per team. Okay. So we had a team once at at New Vines. And at New Vines, we do seven bonus points for a bottle of wine purchased. I had a team that bought like, I don't know, six or seven cases of wine. During that <laughs> and they had these ungodly number of bonus points. Right. And people will say to me, well, that's not fair. They got 10 people. We got two. They can buy more at half. Trust me, the people that spend the most at halftime are not usually the winners. <laughs> and, the team, and the team that bought those cases of wine finished in last. No. Yeah. Yeah, they bet it all at the end. Because they were drunk. It always comes <laughs> up to that final question. Always. Is that right? Yeah. Nice. It sounds like fun, and I'm going to have to get out there and, yeah. uh, and enjoy it. I enjoy some trivia. I'm not sure I'm any good at it, but I, I can. Can I name it. the places where we're at? Oh, please do. Tell okay. us all about it. Yeah, so, first of all, 
Do you have, can, I, can you say your favorite place without making mm -hmm. all the uh, They're all my favorite place okay. in one way or another. Sure. Okay. Uh, Mondays, we're at Shipwrecks right. in Kitty Hawk. Tuesdays, I'm at uh, the Sand Trap Tavern at cool. the Seascape Golf Course in Kitty Hawk. Amy is at Collington Pizza, and Jody is at BJ's in Currituck. Right. Uh, Wednesday, I am at um, Mulligan's at 6, mm -hmm. Noosa Beach Grill at 7.30. Amy is at Buffalo City Distillery at 6. Thursday, Amy's at Captain George's uh, at 6 o'clock. 6.30, I'm at New Vines. Friday's is Tap That OBX, which is on the Beach Road next to Arts Place. Uh, that gets right. underway at 6.30. Jody O'Donnell is kind of handling that one right now for me. And then starting up the end of the month, we are back at Wild Goose Wine Bar in Kerala. That's Saturdays at 6 o'clock. Excellent. So that's the trivia schedule. And if you couldn't remember all that, it's on the Facebook page, uh, Greg Smyrnall's Outer Banks Trivia. Correct. Excellent. Um, can I ask you which venue is the largest or draws the biggest crowd? Uh, Noosa typically is the biggest crowd. Okay. Yeah, it's not uncommon for me to have like 15 teams out there. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Can I say, I've, I've been to Noosa twice. Mm -hmm. It's such a cool building. It it's is. really old. It's it really, it's kind of cavernous. I mean, it's got a high ceiling and, yeah. and they just do a cool job there yeah. with the wines and some, uh, charcuterie boards and stuff Rob, like that. Rob and Susie, who own the place, they're just great people. Is that right? Yeah, Rob's from Australia. Susie's from Cleveland. So that's right. <laughs> Cleveland keeps coming up. Can't get rid it? of them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I think they have a couple of mascot cats that are cruising around in the in the joint there, which is kind of cool. Ah, okay. No, you haven't seen them? I have not seen them. Maybe no. they, maybe they no. scatter with the big crowds come out. Um, but yeah, they got some enormous cats that uh, cruise around there. Um, so let's, uh, working down the list here of your, of your long... Uh, Vita is Mania Walking Tour. Tell me about the Mania yeah. Walking Tour. So uh, the Mania Walking Tour was actually created by my uh, my uh, buddy Corey Hemelwright, who owns the Bluegrass Island Trading Company and does the Bluegrass Festival every year. Right. So I worked with him for one or two years, and then last year I just ended up buying the company from him. So now I <laughs> gotcha. own the Mania Walking Tour. Uh, we do it basically six days a week. Uh, at the, we've been doing it at like at six o'clock at night, but here's what I'm finding out. There's another guy who used to work for us that doesn't anymore, uh, started his own tour. Uh, there's the ghost tours down there. We just kept tripping all over each other every single night. So this year I'm doing it a little bit different. I'm actually going to do my walking tours at 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, so that way, if it's a cloudy day, if you had too much sun, you don't want, if, if there's no f swimming flags flying, want something to do during the day 10 o'clock in the morning you can take a nice little walking tour we cover downtown mania we talk about some of the history there mm -hmm. we certainly talk about uh the lost colony but we also talk about all the other towns kitty hawk and kill Devil hills mm -hmm. and nags head and and uh, it's 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 fun it's interactive like i say and, and again my background is comedy so i make it as funny as i can as well right. um and very history based it is history-based, yeah, but not in a dry, dusty, you're-in-a-classroom kind of right. history lecture. I'm not talking at you. We're, you know, I'm talking with you and, and you know, answering questions and, again, making it as lighthearted and as funny as I possibly can, and people seem to enjoy it. So Nice. Yeah. How long does that tour take? Uh, again, it depends on how many questions are asked, but, again, it's typically about an hour and a half or so. Right. So if we do it at 10 in the morning, you're done somewhere between 1130 and noon, 
great time to stop and have some lunch in downtown Manio. Yeah. And are you covering a lot of ground or is everything pretty? It's about a half mile. Okay. It's about a half mile in total. <clears throat> Uh, and I know we have some elderly people that are a little uh, daunted by the, the distance, but um, there are places to sit at along the way. So, for an example, when we get to the front of what is now Dare Arts, it used to be the you know the court uh, yep. courthouse. There's benches there, and say, okay, we're going to be here for a few minutes. Feel free to have a seat if you'd like. When we get over to Creef uh, Park, same thing. We're going to talk about the lighthouse, the weather tower. The Friedman's Colony. Uh, we're going to talk about um, the Elizabeth II sailing ship that was built here. We're going to talk about all of those things. So we'll be here for a while. So you can either sit in the rocking chairs here, and we'll do it there. Sit on picnic tables here, we'll do it there. Um, and then when we get to the waterfront, there's places in the gazebo too that can sit. So it's it's a half mile, but it's not a daunting half mile. It is you know places to sit Pretty and rest easy. along the way. Yeah. I. I uh... We went to Beaufort, North Carolina, oh, and I, I signed Beaufort. up for a ghost tour, yeah. and uh, my kids will never let me forget this, but <laughs> I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and the guy dressed up in period costume, oh, yeah, yeah, which yeah. made it kind of interesting. Yeah. But the one thing I'll say is it was probably half an hour too long, and okay. we walked so far. Yeah. So I was like, really? Do we really have to walk this yeah. far? Well, but, that's, that's the thing. You have to read the crowd, right? Yeah. You have to know, okay, they're hot, they're hungry, whatever. We're just not going to talk about this today. Right. We'll just not talk about this to shorten it up a little bit. You have to kind of read the crowd. Yeah, understood. And even in the rental business, I had to read the crowd. Mm-hmm. And so how many, is that year-round, the tours? No, basically, I'll start back up again March or April, depending on the weather. Uh, and then we'll we usually finish Thanksgiving weekend. Gotcha. So right now I'm developing the flyers for it. Uh, which will be ready by the end of this month. We'll start. Is, will this those. be your first season owning it? Second, second season yeah. owning it. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. And uh, how, how, you, you probably have a crew, or is this? Is, is, it's not you, is it? It is. Wow. Yeah, I did have somebody else uh, last year um, because I had so many other things going on at night, trivia and comedy and whatnot, and that's also part of the reason why I moved it to the morning. So, you know, I can do the morning. Yeah. You know, I, my schedule's flexible and I, and I do a lot of stuff. I, and it sounds like it's more than it really is because I've got it um, pretty much organized into. You've surrounded yourself with some team members that. Yeah. 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 So my schedule is flexible enough to let me, you know, if I have to stop doing this right now to do a tour, I can do that, you know, that kind of thing. So. Does the, I'm sorry, I'm backing up, but the streaming radio station, mm-hmm. is that just a matter of. How many minutes a day are you spending on that? Are you just set, you know, just uh, cut and paste on, everything and it, then just send it off to the internet? It's a, yeah, it depends. Um, you know, I'm on the air 7 to 11 uh, in the mornings and then 4 to 6 in the evenings. And then the other programs, like uh, we're talking about John and whatnot. Mm-hmm. John will provide me a, a playlist for his show, usually by Wednesday. It shows on Saturdays. He'll provide me a playlist playlist by Wednesday. So I'll uh, assemble the playlist and then usually Friday afternoon he'll send me the voice tracks and I got to paste those in between really? the appropriate songs. Okay. So the radio station literally is a seven day a week job. Right. I'm working seven days a week, Saturdays and Sundays, maybe only two hours, but nonetheless it's two hours I got to spend on it. Right. So yeah, I didn't know it'd be that involved, but I guess yeah, I, I didn't either when I started. <laughs> What was I thinking? 
Okay. Um, any projects, uh, anything else you got going on? <laughs> uh, any other projects you want to promote or talk about? Uh, nothing right now. We're just going to be, you know, we're going to be fine tuning what we're doing now. We certainly will be adding more trivia as we go along. Really? Um, now that I have that second person in Jody O'Donnell, we can, I can start not turning people down. Um, I've had to turn people down because I simply just didn't, wasn't able to, you know, right. accommodate it. So we'll add more trivia. Do you think that's something that's going to still carry into the summer strongly? No, uh, no, we have, we'll, we'll still do trivia in the summer, although a lot of them will fall off because yeah. they're busy enough yeah. in the summer. They'll be too busy. Yet. Yeah. So we only do, which is kind of nice because, you know, the summer is most people's busy season. The off season is my busy season. Yeah. And then when my tours are busier in the summer, I don't have to worry about as much trivia. Right. So it kind of all dovetails together. Nice. Um, some things that I do are busier at other times of the year than other things. So. It works nicely. Right. And at the same time, you're, well, I don't know, you're, you're probably, whenever you have some downtime, you're planning for the next thing. Downtime? You're preparing for the next it's thing. It's downtime. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, no, you know, it's like, yeah, right now some things are suffering. I got to get that next book out. And, you know, I'm a big resolution goal kind of a guy. So right. I gave myself to... Uh, Memorial Day to get the next book out. So that's I'm putting it out there in the universe now. All right. Memorial Day, look for the next book. You heard it here first. Uh, and it's right now tentatively entitled Murder on the Outer Banks. Um, so that's the working title. Murder in Kill Devil Hills actually is the working title. All right. Um, so I'm hopefully get another, that out. Another there. fiction. Another fiction based on uh, the unsolved murder of right. Denise Johnston up here in Kill Devil Hills. Right. And and and. Uh... Her name slips my brain, but the the lady who has the podcast that started with that yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, uh, Deambria, right? Deambria, thank you. Right. Uh, interviewed her, her, and she was fantastic. Yeah. And what she's doing with podcasting is amazing, and uh, really excited mm -hmm. to see that. So, so yeah, I'm I'm a little familiar because I've heard a lot of her episodes yeah. on that. Yeah. So you're working on that, um, and you're just kind of organizing things. All right. Um, yeah, we're going to be adding some more things to the radio station. Uh, give it a little bit of extra flavoring. You know, I've got this reggae band called Flip Flop Republic that is hosting the Indie Hour. And they are, um, which is brought to you, by the way, by the Miss Oregon Inlet Headboat, too. Um, <laughs> the, uh, so they, they feature a lot of their reggae friends' bands. And we do that cool. Saturdays at 6 p.m. Sunday mornings. Are they local? No, they're, uh, one guy's in Nashville and the other three, I think, are in Florida. Okay. But they, um, they perform as a band uh, around, the, around the country. And we're here on the Outer Banks back on July 3rd, as a matter of fact. I thought that name yeah. sounded familiar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're, we're, at the we're at the uh, Festival Park this summer? No, they were actually up in Duck. Okay. Um, the Roadside Grill in Duck is where they were. Okay, gotcha. And uh, so we're going to be adding some more things like that. We've got some of our Coastal Americana artists that might be doing a, a, an hour show once a week, you know, featuring maybe some of the Coastal Americana music that I don't, get to hear as often and, and we can put it on the air and nice and things like that. So nice. Um, did, did we leave out any websites or Facebook pages? That's uh, many That's okay. where you can Thank book you. your, uh, tours for this upcoming season. It is $25 a person. Kids 14 and under are free. Um, many is that trivia. Greg Spurdell's Otter Banks trivia uh, on Facebook, laughing Gull comedy club on Facebook. 
And, uh, you know, my, my books are, lo- are at uh, all of the local bookstores. Nice. Downtown Books in Manio, Island Bookstores carries them all. Uh, and- Buxton Village Books, uh, Collington Creek Inn has them, as does uh, the Cotton Gym. And as I'd like to mention, because you're not the first author I've had on the show, I always like to mention that if you're if you are not local mm-hmm. and you cannot go to one of these stores, mm-hmm. call them up and often they will ship them to you. I they know will. many of downtown books will ship books to you. Right. So, um, and I would much rather support the local stores than Amazon. Well, I don't know. Come on, Jeff Bezos is the money man. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's now projected not to be a trillionaire. It used to be twenty twenty six. Now it's twenty twenty seven. Poor guy. I know. <laughs> so yeah, so support the local uh, uh, bookstores. Um, I I can't I can't recommend this enough. I you know I, I love the entertainment. I love the the ability for people, both vi- locals and visitors, to get out there on the town and 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 check you out. Uh, with the trivia, uh, with the walking tours, all that good stuff, in the comedy shops, I think it's a great opportunity. So, uh, and you're all over the place. You're not at just one place. You're not mm-hmm. at one end of the beach or the other. You're all over the place. So, plenty of opportunities right. for everybody to right. to be entertained. Yeah, so. well, John, I appreciate you having me on here. I really do. Hey, it's hard to stand out from the clutter, man. And and, I'll and do my best. I'm, I'm <laughs> so appreciative of the fact that you asked me to come on. My pleasure. Thanks yeah. for coming out today. Yeah. Big thanks to Greg Smyrtle for sitting down with me. I tell you what, he's got something for everybody. And I think I've run out of excuses for not having anything to do at night. Be sure to see what he has going on before you make plans to go out. Don't forget, be sure to check out my website, treasuresoftheoutbanks.com, and sign up for weekly emails so we can stay in touch. I promise I won't be annoying. Also, while you're on the website, be sure to check out the merchandise page because I have some new t-shirt designs I think are pretty cool. Just click on an image and drill down to the full catalog. I'll be back in two weeks with another episode, and until that time, make it a good one.